This is The Unholy Union. A podcast where you'll be subjected to highly offensive marital discourse. If you do not feel insulted during this week's episode, don't worry, we'll try harder next week. If you can relate to our ramblings, we want to be friends with you. If you believe that we take it too far or our mouths are too much for you, then with as much love and sincerity as we can muster, you can suck it. Welcome to The Unholy Union. Dick. Dick. I don't get it. Why do our podcast intros like it seems like ninety percent of the time is one word? It's it's one word and it's always has to do with some kind of illness. <laughs> Just I guess what's going on recently is hey, lots of I don't know how we're still alive. <laughs> well, you're fine. Let's be clear. Not really. I've got a I feel like I'm working on a little bit of a migraine, but I think that's just lack of sleep. I could not sleep last night. Well, yeah, we're on fever watch right now with kiddo. So getting up, taking temperature, making sure medicine's on the right cycle, blah, 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 blah. And last week, what was it last weekend? No, the weekend before it was lice again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just constant. Yeah. We, we need, and now I feel like I'm getting sick. I feel nasally, so I probably sound funny. Yeah, she sounds like Darth Sidious. We'll get through it. No worries. We're okay. We're hanging out. We're good. So guess what we did? What did we do? We had zero additional, let's be clear, credit card debt for Christmas. I know. That's a freaking huge deal for us. I think that'd be a huge deal for most people. Yeah. Being able to pay for Christmas outright rather than spending it on credit cards and pay later. Right. Or what we were doing, just not paying and paying interest. Yes. Trying to catch up when credit card interest rates are astronomical. You just can't. Right. So we did it through Cube. I think we've talked about it. I don't know how many times now, but... Yeah, it's digital envelope budgeting system. It is a lifesaver. I agree. It actually makes you responsible because you can't spend money that you don't have. Right. Debit cards all day is pretty much what it is, except for the additional check, if you will, the additional due diligence that you have to do to make sure you have money available for that spend. Yes, Yep, it's pre-budgeting, which is nice because we tried the budgeting apps. They never work because it's after the fact. So it's like, oh, I already blew through too much money this month. Mm -hmm. Never worked for us. Yep, so cube all day and we got through Christmas. And not to mention our kiddo's birthday and we went to Disney. Like We did a lot in the month of December and we were able to not add to our debt. And we did, so one thing that we did do that we thought was wise, we both telework now. We got rid of one of our cars. Yep. We had, we have two, we had two big cars. We have a van, which is our recreational vehicle that we take to the beach, we take to Disney, things of that nature. And what is it called? Mountain bike transportation. There you go. Yep. Taxi (laughs) for mountain bikes. That's what I was trying to say. But yeah, so it's that. And then we had a an SUV, which was your commuter for mm-hmm. the longest time. Well, you work from home now, so we said, no reason to have a two big cars with two pretty big payments. Right. And we sold it, and we bought a tiny car. <laughs> Literally, that's what we call it. Yeah. So it is a Spark EV, and it was like 8000 bucks, right? But our neighborhood is semi-golf cart friendly, and we were just going to get a golf cart. Yeah, but you have to get it road legal because our neighborhood isn't designated to have them not licensed. Right. So we were going to do that, though. The problem with all that is 
the pricing is super expensive. A street legal golf cart is like 13,000 bucks. Right. We were going to do it though. But the problem is, is we are in the lightning capital of the U.S. And golf carts are not safe in lightning. <laughs> Tropical storms, you yeah. know, the various things that happen so, in Florida. So we didn't want to do that. The spark was like the next step. It was, like I said, $8,000. It's encased in metal. So you're safe in a thunderstorm. Right. It's essentially a golf cart, but I can go 80 miles an hour in it too, if I needed to. I hope you never have to go 80 miles per hour in our neighborhood. I might. No. There's some jack-offs who do that already. Oh, my God. Don't get me started okay. on that. Moving on. <laughs> so, yeah, we took a look at our finances. You know, again, can't, can't say enough about Cube. We're not endorsed by them, but we freaking love it at this point. But took a look at the finances, started to trim out some things, and, again, made it through Christmas. Yeah. Okay. That car, it's surprising how much a car costs you every month, mm -hmm. especially when you realize you're like, that thing's sitting in the driveway. Right. It was, I don't even know. Insurance in Florida is not cheap, period. Right. And that on top of a car loan is not fun. Well, speaking of cars, did you know that kids in Florida, along with their driver's test in order to get their license, they also have to do a drug and alcohol test? It's not what you're thinking, though. They don't have to piss in a cup. No, <laughs> that was what I initially thought I when know. I heard this. I would have been like, no, we're not doing this. This is not nice. What? <laughs> no, it's not nice. Because they don't, they can't do that to give you your license, like make you piss in a cup. That's Why not? Bullshit. Wait, hold on. Okay, so <laughs> let's go back to the original thing and then we'll come back to this, this topic. Okay. So the original thing is, Florida kids have to take a drug and alcohol test before they can get their license along with their driver's test. The actual drug and alcohol test that they take, though, is written, right? Yeah, yeah. It's an online test, ain't it? Yeah, it's like four hours. They have to sit in like a lecture. and Four hours of don't do drugs? Yeah, and I think there's like a mini quiz test thing. At the, oh, I don't know. Oh, my God. Something along those lines. And it's like dare, right? Like what we did in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I won't do drugs. Okay, okay, anyways. We got you. I, I, you didn't have to do that in Virginia. That wasn't a thing. No, it, the the thing that got, or that gets most people in Virginia is a sign test. Right. They kill you. You can't miss one. Uh-huh. That's some bullshit. I, I failed that like twice. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> because I got nervous. You're standing up there. And it's like you're standing in front of people. Well, I'd like a kiosk, yeah. Yeah, but you're standing up. It's not like a test in a room where you're like a... Filling the bubbles. Yeah, you're standing at a computer screen and you're selecting things and you just want to get it done because you're standing up and it's just awkward. Yeah. Well, it makes me wonder, like, do they... I know they do stuff at the schools, like, to teach kids, you know, drugs are bad and all those things, but... So, it, it almost sounds like a dare class, though. Like, what we did, I, it was my fifth grade that we did that. Yeah, me too. So it's interesting. A police officer taught it. But to your point, though, that was originally what I thought, that they, it was either a piss or blood test in order to get their license. And what would be wrong with that? What do you mean, what would be wrong with that? Don't you think that would help keep people who have issues with drugs and or alcohol that typically happen in high school or that at least start in high school 
keep them off the road. Like you're, maybe the DUI kids, the ones that get drunk from a party and go drive. Yeah, but or, now, now you're slippery sloping and saying guilty until proven innocent. Not necessarily. Yes, you are, because you're forcing people that... You have to take a drug test or a pee test, right, before you can get a job. I so what's the difference that. between that and the responsibility of being a responsible driver? Because we pay for these roads and we are taxed to pay for these roads and the DMV and all that shit. Okay. They serve us. It's not a job, but to me, you're paying for these roads and shit. You can't you can't make somebody do a drug test like that. I mean, like an invasive drug test. That's invasive. That's a privacy issue. Okay, so I can see your point because what if they tried to do that for voting, right? Like, well, maybe- yeah, they won't. They won't even fucking t- check your ID for that shit. Don't get me started. <laughs> but I know. But if uh, if you take it to the point of okay, you need this for your driver's license. Okay, you need this in order to vote. Okay, you, you know, like all the things, right? Yeah, it's the government. It's totally different than a private company. A private company can say we don't want anybody that's on drugs here. And yeah, that's th- that's true for driving too we don't want people under the influence of anything on the road but you can't automatically assume they are on drugs and say well you got to do a drug test or else you fail well that's not what i'm saying though i'm not saying you pick out certain people to give it to i'm saying anyone who gets their license has to take the test so it'd be the same across the board but how do you do that that you that that doesn't make sense because that's you are making someone a criminal that's not true. Yeah, you're forcing them to take a drug test because other people do bad things. It's not right. Well, a lot there's even the stance that people should take drug and alcohol tests in order to receive welfare or other sort of benefits. So, I mean, I, I see the argument that it's a, almost like a barrier to entry. Like, you have to be responsible in order to get these benefits. But I can also understand your argument. What you're trying to say is that driving is not a benefit. We pay into the roads, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> Yeah, they do say driving is a benefit, though. Or it's... it's A privilege. Yeah, it's a privilege, which is bullshit. Not a right. It's bullshit because we pay for these roads. It's not like those roads out there are being built by the government or by Joe Schmo. Right, but I don't want irresponsible people on the road with me. I don't so either. But how do you? How the barrier to entry is. So but, then, but but then that goes a step further. Then you need to take a drug test once a month to keep driving. Right, I agree. Like the, like you said, it's a slippery slope. I can understand because what else would it then become? Yeah, like, that's why they do the interlocks for alcoholics because they were caught fucking up. Right. You have to now do a breathalyzer before your car starts. That's yeah. totally different because you got busted for being for abusing alcohol and driving. Right. I get what you're saying, but I still think that there is a valid argument in saying that it would be a barrier to entry for any such benefit. But again, is driving a benefit? Well, and then you do you have to have a COVID shot to drive? I get what you're saying. I said, <laughs> I understand the slippery slope. It's bad when you start giving rights like that over to the feds and stuff or any type of government agency. It, it, it turns into a nightmare. They don't do very good things with that data. True. And I mean, they take it a step further and think about the pit bull ban in UK right now. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't either. I, uh, 
understand that there is more to a dog than its breed, right? Eh. But what was the dog bred for? The dog, those dogs are fighters. Right. They're literally fighting dogs. Have you seen a pit bull? The freaking head is like an alligator. What was that comedian? I can't think of what his name is now. But he said a pit bull, the way it walks, uh, its muscles and its shoulders haunching over. It yeah, you can't like- you can't say, oh, that's such a nice dog. They fucking pit bulls ain't nice dogs. <laughs> they were bred for a purpose, and it's that's fighting. Like, they're killers. Right. And when they do get a hold of you, if they get a hold of you, you really don't stand a chance. Right. And there why have you, been too many stories of that exact fact. Exactly. And why do you think insurance companies ask you what dog breed you have? Right. Because they're liable for what happens inside your house. So if you have a house sitter and they get mauled by your dog, you have to pay extra insurance for that purpose because pit bulls are known for that kind of shit. Right. It sucks. Now, do I think the current living pit bulls should be destroyed? Absolutely not. No. I think that's too far. Like, you want to say no more breeding of pit bulls? I could, I could be okay with that. I, I think I could understand that a little more than saying any... Because what's happening right now is any pit bull that is in a pound, in the dog pound in the UK... They're just putting them down. ...is going to be euthanized. Yeah, I don't like that. That is a step too far because it's still a life. It's still a dog. It's still... Something that didn't choose to be where it's at. Right, right. So to say maybe stopping the breeding of pit bulls, okay, I can maybe get behind that. Yeah, I think I could too because you don't you don't breed lions right. on purpose to, to have them as pets. And that sounds really stupid, but lions are vicious mm-hmm. and so are pit bulls. Right. Do I think people should have pit bulls as pets? Not Probably not. Unfortunately, obviously, there's still some that are in the system that, but I don't really think that that should be a breed that continues, I guess you could say. Like, just let them go. Don't kill them. Don't breed them. Right. Don't breed them and let them slowly fizzle out. Time will do that. Yep. Because there's other dog breeds out there. I mean, pit bulls part something and part something else, I'm sure. So you still have, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a fan of those dogs, to be honest with you. They scare me just because a lot of the time those horror stories are about kids. Right. And it terrifies me because our kid plays outside. Mm -hmm. Somebody's not, a lot of people are, and that's the other thing too. People are assholes and they are careless with their dogs. Yep. You have to have them on a leash. And if you are not strong enough to, hold on to a pit bull's leash, then you shouldn't have the dog. Right. Because they, if that thing takes off after something and it's got that instant prey drive, it's done. Yep. Like you have to be powerful enough to yank that thing back and essentially break it out of its fury. Yep. If Break you it don't, out of the trance. Yeah. If you don't, bad things will happen. Yep. So I, again, I think I can get behind the idea of stopping the breeding of pit bulls. Yeah. But what's happening in the UK with euthanization, like, it's sad. I don't it's like sad. that either. No, I, it's still an animal. Mm-hmm. And I like animals, especially dogs. Do you like turtles? I do like turtles. Me too. <laughs> I'm going to get you one as a pet, I think. 
after you had salmonella in high school from petting a tortoise, I don't yeah, think the, that would be a good idea. The class pet, and then I accidentally told the doctor about it, and he had to report the school. <laughs> I felt so bad about it. The turtle's still there, though. Yeah, still kicking. He's fine. But, but the teacher posted a picture of him the other day. I've had you for what it was i think it was like 30. 18 years or something that was 30 well in high in this high school oh gotcha i don't think she's been there for 30 years maybe she has now i mean how old are we yeah maybe it is because 35 <laughs> i'll be dead soon <laughs> uh that was too far okay we're gonna take it back to a lighter note well actually not really lighter one of the big topics that i wanted to talk about today is something that i feel I need to get out of my system. We haven't done it yet because I felt like I needed time in order to process. For sure. You've got a small case of PTSD from this. For sure. So I think I'm at a point now where I'm okay to talk about it, meaning that it's not going to like send me into depression some, mode. Right. Mental toxicity. <laughs> well, not only that, we did have that interview last episode with Phoebe, and she had a lot of insight involved in utilizing employees that shouldn't that maybe they're not supposed they shouldn't be in this spot their skill set shows them here but the company doesn't adjust to that person well and then they funnel them into whatever they want to mold them into even though it doesn't make sense she had a lot of insight into things like that which i think kind of it made you feel better yeah, that one thing that really sparked for me, one of the things that she said was she couldn't, or I'm sorry, one of the things that she said was she lost her identity in yes. working at one of her workplaces. Yes, that was and 100% you. Absolutely. I can't stress this enough. So let me, let's take a step back real quick. I worked at a company for uh, over a year and a half and the role was an administrative role. So I was supporting executives. And it was a role that I was comfortable with when I accepted it. Yeah. I interviewed with four different groups of people at the company. I liked the company, the mission. I could get behind it. I was all in, right? And even the people I worked for, I really liked them. I At first. Right, at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> when I went into the company, when I started, I was all in. Like I, yeah, I was all in good. for you because right. it's it, the, the, like you just said, the mission was awesome. Right. It was something that I felt like I could get behind and I was all in. Well, as the job progressed and I got more into the groove, I found my essentially quote unquote place, if you will. I really felt like I started to lose myself. I was trying really hard to fit a role that they needed. Right. And right. it didn't feel like I was being myself. Yeah. You were being pressured into changing. Yeah. Not the other way where they should be changing and absorbing you for your strengths. Right. So I truly felt like I lost my identity. Well, and what's interesting about that whole experience too was you were told you were going to be put in the area of strength for you. Right. So over the year and a half of being at this company, I started getting a lot of promises. Like within yes. the first six months, I was having a literally sit downs with executive leadership and they were telling me big things were coming my way. And over 
the last part. So first six months, big things are coming your way. And then from there forward, so another 12 months, it was promise, promise, promise. Yeah, you were collaborating to design your role. Right. And it ended up becoming something minuscule. It was almost a step down from what your current job was. Right. (laughs) It was essentially a slap in the face. Yes. That is all happening, right? All of these pieces of the idea of growing within this company, right? And then the slap in the face comes, it's not going to happen. But on top of all that, again, I'm trying to fit a mold that I'm starting to realize isn't me. For sure. What they wanted was not who I was. And me trying to force it was literally killing me. (laughs) It was sucking the life out of you. It's not just them forcing you into this in this mold that you didn't fit. It was forcing you in for our way after hours mm-hmm. every day. I never knew. So I try to cook dinner at a certain time or wait for you so we can go out to eat. And I never knew what time you were going to get home. So half the time I would still cook at five o'clock and then I would feed me and the kiddo and yep. then yours would be in the fridge. Yep, that's because I I I never knew and I couldn't rely on even communicating with me, right? Because you'd say, "Hey, we're we're scheduled to leave early today, so I'll be home at three. Nope, didn't happen. Got home at seven o'clock. Yeah, seven o'clock, and you and you left early too. It was like, well, yeah, you left here about seven Mm o'clock. So it was like twelve hour shift, and that's Monday through Friday. Yep. And then on the weekend, sometimes you had to take phone calls and shit. Yep. So it got to a point where I realized this wasn't for me. I lost myself to the point where I didn't have a sense of my family. Um, not that you guys weren't there for me, but I wasn't involved anymore. Well, you weren't there. Right. You were in em- physically. Yeah, you were an empty shell because you got home at seven. You ate dinner, went to bed, and we ha- we get our kiddo to bed at about. Well, we don't get her to bed at eight. We start getting her ready at eight. Yep. She's in bed by eight thirty. So you had thirty minutes. Yep. It was messed up. Yep. And then it, that created. I mean, it sounds terrible because it makes me sound like I'm a tool, but. It created distance between us, too, because... I don't think that makes you sound like a tool. I think the pressure of what I felt was spilling into our family. Well, and then I felt pressure. Exactly. Because I felt like I was not single dad, because no, that's not true. But after school, yeah, kind of. Because it's like, all right, well, I got to make sure she gets home. I got to make sure she sits down and does her homework. I got to make sure that she's fed. I, if, I can't let her starve because I'll go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> so well, it really did just snowball into this idea of, well, not not idea. It literally just snowballed into total loss of identity. I lost myself. I was in almost full depression mode. All It got to the point where there's a lot of gaslighting and toxicity. Yes. To the point where my manager is saying one thing to me and literally looked at me at one point. She had been, what do I want to call it, gaslighting me about this new role for months. Right. Well, she was one, she was the main one to help you design this role. Right. For months, she had been <laughs> gaslighting me about it. And when I finally confronted her after she brought it up again. Yeah. 
and basically forced the issue. Like, is this happening or not? She goes, you're not connected to reality. Yeah, your 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 issues aren't based in reality or something like that. Exactly. So Go she's <laughs> she's saying you're a fucking lunatic. Right. So at that point, I was done. I had a coworker, a couple. Well, it's probably been almost five years at this point. Say to me that you can find peace at work or at home, and a lucky few have peace in both. It's when you don't have it in either place that your health takes the impact. And that's where I got. Yeah, I got you, to the point yeah. where I did not have peace at work. I did not have peace at home. And not because you and our daughter were bad. No, it's you... Me. I was right, bad. Right. You felt out of it and lost and not part of the family at that point. Because, I mean, <laughs> sounds terrible, but you really weren't. Right. So... All of that in my mind, I was done. After after that conversation, I was done. It was time to move on. I knew for my own mental health that I could no longer work there. Yeah, and yeah, and it if it was affecting us here, you were you would get semi snippy. I mean, not on purpose. You could be honest. Go ahead. Not, not on purpose. I was an asshole. You would get you'd be grumpy when you got home because it's seven seven thirty. Yep. You were hungry and don't fucking talk to Lynn's when she's hungry. Well, She'll chew your leg off. <laughs> I do get hangry. <laughs> so does our kid. But one of the things that the company always said about people who left was that they couldn't hack it. Right. The company as the executive leadership, the team would always say about people who left the company is that they couldn't hack it. What does that say about you as a company? It was never a an internal culture problem that they felt they needed to address exactly if you have to say that they couldn't hack it all these people are leaving because they couldn't hack that's it. the thing you weren't the only one to bounce within right. a very short period of time you're a gaslighter it was a mass exodus this is toxic obviously it's not them it's your culture right and you blaming it on the people that are leaving is you are lying. You're yep. once again gaslighting. Yep. You're gaslighting the people that are there. Yep. And I <laughs> I got really lucky. I had a friend on LinkedIn who was a recruiter. I found a new role. And literally, after I accepted that new role, my letter to say that I was leaving was not a letter of resignation. <laughs> I know. You, you, I think you messed that up. <laughs> I don't it think was it was a letter of termination. I... I Terminated myself. I am executed. <laughs> I mean, that's the mindset I was in. Like, I need to get out of here now. And I swear to God, I did not do that on purpose. No. I did not put letter of termination on purpose. I was in such a panic mode to get out because yeah. I knew what was happening with myself. So again, talking to Phoebe and hearing her say that she lost her identity, it really like hit me over the head. Yeah. Like, I cannot be in a role where I cannot be present at home and have peace at home. Right. Because of work. Like that is not Right. I can't do that. Well, they I mean the, the mind fuckery that they played on you created like its own mental health issue. Mhm. Because claiming that you're not based in reality and what you're saying and doing is not based in reality, that's borderline telling you you need to go check yourself in mental abuse that's what i'm saying right yeah it's it's not right N nobody should say that to anybody unless 
you're trying to literally talk your family member into going to check themselves in, which might they might need it. Right. Like, hey, you're saying things that aren't really based in reality. We need to go take you over there. Right. That's not something that your boss does, though. It isn't. It shouldn't be, it, for sure. No, it, it isn't. It's, a, it's, it's mental abuse. You are making your employee feel like they're wrong at everything. Mm-hmm. And it's been some time now. I, I've taken quite a bit of time to essentially heal. I feel like with taking the new role that I, or back then it was a new role, the new role that I had and taking time to honestly reconnect with myself, with you, with our kid, like the whole personal life aspect that my new role allowed me, I was able to heal. Yeah. And I'm at a point now where I feel like I am healthier mentally well, you, after all of that. Yeah. You still get traumatic <laughs> flashbacks, but that's... I literally had a nightmare last night because I knew <laughs> we were going to talk about it on the podcast. It's <laughs> so bad. It, it really is, but... I even have a friend that she and I talk all the time. We send each other, you know, Instagram reels all the time. Back Nudes. and forth. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> um, but it's got, she and I comment all the time. Uh, we had worked at the same company that you get to a point where the bad company reels, like, oh, I hate my job reels. You don't connect with them as much anymore. And that's where she and I are at now. Like, we don't identify so much. It's still funny. Yeah. But we don't identify so much as having that toxicity of a bad company. And we can tell that we are both healing. She's had less time than me. But I feel like I've gotten to a point now where, A, I can talk about it without literally feeling like I did something wrong in that whole situation. Right. Literally, that was my dream. The whole dream was I was wrong. Well, that's what they were doing. Right. You not being based in reality is saying that you are wrong. Right. So, again, I've gotten to the point where I think I'm reconnecting with myself, with you, with our kiddo. We are healing. We're moving on. And I can be at peace at home and have work, which, honestly, I feel like I have peace in right now. Yeah. You're good at it. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm having fun. Well, and And I don't feel like someone is constantly bashing my mental health. Right. And you know what really bugged me about that place too was you had they made you grab lunch every day and you had to use your own vehicle and you went out every single day to pick them up lunch all over bumfuck Egypt. Is that a bad word? <laughs> <laughs> is that a real place? <laughs> all right, I'm good. <laughs> but my point is though is like they they had no sympathy to wear and tear on your vehicle. It was like, but honestly, those moments were a reprieve for me. Yeah, like, to get out for sure and be away. So I didn't see it that way. Yeah, um, but I don't. I look at it as being disrespectful of you and your time. Like you weren't, you weren't there to be an errand boy or a, you know, DoorDash driver. But again, like at the time, I I didn't see it that way. But I get what you're saying. They should have given you a vehicle, one of their cars, to go pick up food. Maybe. But looking back on a lot of it now, like the role, the person that they wanted is exactly what you said. They wanted an errand boy. Mm -hmm. They didn't want someone who would strive for more. Shit, is that gender neutral, errand boy? (laughs) Moving on. Okay. (laughs) If you get offended, you should not be listening. Um I was just checking. I, I just errand errand. We'll try harder next week if you're not offended. Errand they. 
would you stop <laughs> it? Okay. So, but I look back on it now and to that point, again, I do think that's what they were looking for. Someone to run those errands. Whereas what I want in a company is a place that will let me thrive. Yeah. 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 And, and they're not afraid for you to Excel. criticize or Excel. ask questions and make changes. Mm-hmm. There you were forced to be a good little soldier and fall in line. You follow orders or you're dead to me. Right. And again, I can do that to an extent, right? I have my own personal goals, things that I want to achieve within my career. Right. I was not allowed to want that. But you were. See, that's the problem, too, is your first six months, they dangled the golden carrot in front of your face. Right. They were offering you everything that you've ever wanted in your career. Right. Multiple times, over and over again, and then all of a sudden... After a year of trying to get to that point? Yeah, after a year of meetings once a week, twice a week, to design this this position... They said, oh, never mind. We're going to go ahead and essentially demote you. (laughs) Yeah. So, again, all that to say, it's now something that I can talk about a little more freely. I mean, I still feel like I got really passionate talking about this. Yeah, but that's normal for something like that. I know, but I I feel like I still have some things to kind of just like let go, right? I feel like this is going to help with that. One, talking about it, putting it out there, and... Two, I want to make the point of understand your mental health and its limits, right? If you're somewhere, I don't care if it's in a relationship, I don't care if it's at a company, I don't care what the deal is, but it is impacting your mental health and you try to stick it out, the only person you're hurting is you. Yeah, you're hurting you and most likely your family. Right, anybody who cares about you. So- don't do it. Like identify the problem. And even if it's a job like mine was, there are other jobs out there. You're going to have to hustle and find people who are recruiters like I did, or find someone out there who's hiring just pound cement, right? Go and find something to replace the job that you're in and get out. Yeah. Or replace the relationship, get out because your mental health is more important than anything else in the world, without your mental health, you are not you. Yeah, and when you leave or whatever, you're going to be replaced. Yep. So don't think like, oh, I'm going to hurt them if I leave. You know, no. Well, if they're impacting your mental health and they had no loyalty to you to begin with. A hundred percent. So take that out of the equation completely. <laughs> well, I know. And do what's best for you. But some people think. I'm not trying to invalidate what you just no, said. No, I know. Just some people do think that they've, you know, they've given a lot of stuff to their company and their company is better because of them. And if they leave, somebody else is going to have to take over their job for a while. They're going to feel bad. Well, they're going to replace you. If that happens or if this is happening to you and that's how you feel, they never had loyalty to you to begin with. You're a number. Exactly. Period. Move on. You have to for your own mental health. Speaking of reconnecting to myself, one thing I certainly did not do during that time (laughs) was read. Yeah, I know. You're doing that a lot now. Uh Uh-huh. A Court of Thorns and Roses. Have You've heard of this, right? 
Well, yeah. Because just, of me or because of social media? Because of you. I don't oh. really do a whole lot of social media stuff. Well, everybody's been talking about it. A-C-O-T-R, right? Yep. Is the initials and everybody's doing reels and everybody's, you know, got to walk... Got to read these books because they're spicy fantasy. I've read spicier, but <laughs> what I just wanted to say about it, it is a different type of fantasy romance-ish novel. There's a lot of the different courts, meaning if you think of... Game of Thrones, families. Right, exactly. There's a lot of that. There's a whole world, different families in it, the yeah, fights and battles, those kinds of things. I did not like the first book, A Court of Thorns and Roses. I did not like that book. Yeah. The very but, first one. But you did say it's required reading, though. Absolutely. You should read that before you move on to any of the other books. Get through it. I promise the other books are better. The second, third, and I'm currently on, I think she calls it 3.5. And then there's a fourth, and I think there's a fifth coming out. Are all way, well, the ones that I've read so far. So two, three, 3.5 are all way better. Like, yeah. the stories are very well fleshed out. The romance is there, and some people call it spicy, and I'm like, I've read spicier, but okay. Spicy. <laughs> but overall, I think it's a really good story. Would yeah. you read it? No. Rude? <laughs> Why? It's not my thing. You've read it, Hunger Games. It's a little different. Why? It's murdering kids, killing each other and shit. And it was like... There's a war in this. Yeah, I know. But this was like a revolutionary thing. Because, so was this. Because of... What was it? Pan? Pan Am? Mm-hmm. Pan Am? Pan Pan... Maybe? Pan... Move on. The Whatever the continent or the mm-hmm. country was that they were in in right. Hunger Games. Oh, my God. Pan Am? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they essentially rise up from slavery and revolution and kill the capital people a very similar premise exists in this book yeah but this wasn't spicy i'm gonna read all that shit oh please when i told you about spicy and you said i read spicy books what what, what were your examples of those spicy books your no, nerd books i didn't say spicy i said that, that you said it has to have love in it and I said, okay, well, there is love in World of Warcraft. No, I said sex. <laughs> no, you said love. Oh, honey, is love sex to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you're so romantic. Yeah, that's nice. I'm talking about a video game book, and you're over here talking. So, <laughs> so no? No. I have a hard time reading now. Why? I don't know. I I did read an entire book in like two days just recently, though. Starcraft book that just came out. That's another nerd one, but I enjoyed it. I just, my Kindle's been stolen, so. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Kiddo and her bad guy books. Oh, yeah. Just had to get her all those on there and. She's reading the hell out of them books. Mm-hmm. She likes those books a lot. I do too, especially Piranha farting all the time and stuff. <laughs> but I will work on this. I think I'm. We're gonna make a deal so that you read these. I'm not. I need a reading partner. There's book clubs in the neighborhood. Well, I will be joining one in February. But until then, Goodreads book club. 
Discuss it with everybody. Have fun. Thanks. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Unholy Union Podcast. For more Unholy Union content, check out our social media at Unholy Union Cast on Instagram and Twitter. We also have Facebook and TikTok. Want to support the podcast? Rock some merch. Check out our merchandise store on our site at unholyunionpodcast.com. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope to have you back next week. It's what you do with things you love.